0: If you had to decide whether to do something you thought was right, but it meant losing everything you loved, what would you do? It's one thing to answer that hypothetically. But for this guy, the question was very real.
1: I was born and raised in the Middle East, uh, in a war-torn country.
0: We're not going to share his name or his country of origin, because his safety and the safety of his family could be at stake.
1: People could not imagine to have a happy life when you live in a war zone. But when you are back in home, you eat, you laugh, you joke, you dance, you have music. Just a normal life and happy life. But
0: that happy life came to an abrupt end in his 20s, when he encountered a potentially life-altering dilemma. People he knew told him about a center that was radicalizing young students, essentially recruiting them to become terrorists, which was against everything he believed in. He'd lost friends in terrorist attacks. And now he felt the urgent need to expose the radicalization that was happening. But he knew that doing so would put a target on his back.
1: I knew that I may even lose my life. It has been for me the most difficult decision of my life. And I thought about it for hours and for days, actually.
0: Finally, he realized he couldn't live with himself if he didn't act.
1: I made a decision. I did something.
0: So he investigated the recruiting efforts, wrote about what he found, and worked to get the center closed. And for a while, things seemed all right. Then he found a death order targeting him on the terrorist group's website. And a few days later, when he was outside.
1: I looked my back, and I saw them with a the gun running.
0: He started weaving through the streets.
1: So I was running. They were running. People were looking what's going on. My shoulder and body was waiting for a bullet. I was just feeling which part of my body will be heat.
0: But he wasn't hit. Somehow he'd escaped into the crowd. He was pretty certain he wouldn't be so lucky next time. So he started working to get a U.S. visa, which he did. But the land of opportunity wasn't so shiny up close. When he arrived, he had no work permit, no place to live, and a couple hundred bucks in his pocket that he stretched by eating one
1: meal a day. I lost my family. I had to leave everything behind my language my culture my food my childhood everything that i was feeling it was part of me you did everything right but what has happened to you is all wrong
0: he found a basement to sleep in but unemployed and alone he wondered if he'd made a big mistake
1: one day i went sat close to a river and it was the most depressed day in my life i was just thinking well. Should I continue life in that point or not?
0: Eventually, he sought help at a refugee center, and a social worker there asked a volunteer named Susie if she and her husband, Rob, would be willing to take a young man in. Could they give him a room for three months?
2: I said yes, and I didn't mention it to my husband. And at a good time when he couldn't react, I told him that we were about to have somebody move in for a while.
1: We'd been married a long time, and I knew not to react until I knew more, so, well, let's just wait and see.
0: They didn't actually know anything about the
2: person they were about to host. Then suddenly, I was told that it's a young Muslim guy, and we're Jewish, so I didn't really expect it to
1: take off easily.
0: But a couple weeks later, Susie picked up their house guest and took him straight to the grocery store. As soon as they walked in, she said,
1: Whatever you like, choose. And that was the first feeling after months of desperate that somebody is taking me to a grocery store and says, "Okay, whatever you like, choose. I I had that feeling of being appreciated and being loved. And it was a turning point in my life.
0: The next day, Susie showed him the library and taught him how to ride the train. Then she bought him clothes, took him to the dentist, and paid for English classes. But more than that, his relationship with Susie and Rob was deepening.
1: For like several months, and I did not had anybody to talk to and to genuinely trust that the person I'm telling will just listen and will just have sympathy for me. And then having a very kind and generous family around you that tells you that you're like their own child, I was just feeling that I have been given a life back.
0: By then, the plan of a three-month stay was out the window. They were committed, and he started calling his hosts mom and dad. The initial nervous chatter turned into long conversations at the kitchen table. Susie talked him through his emotional trauma, and they found they cared about a lot of the same things, like geopolitics, art, and religion. He was frank about the anti-Semitism of his home country.
1: The basic insult for somebody is to call them Jewish there. Oh, you're a Jew, you will eat a Muslim. And this is wrong. It's shameful.
2: They started comparing traditions and beliefs. We would be talking about a word or about a concept.
1: And I found many similarities, actually, between Judaism and Islam. I was fascinated by a Jewish community that I always thought that will be hate us, and I was fascinated to see the amount of kindness and love.
0: They've become a hybrid family.
1: I sometimes say I'm a Muslim Jewish American.
0: He looks forward to Shabbat dinner every Friday night.
1: We are eight tonight?
0: And sets the table with almost childlike excitement, putting out yarmulkes and candles. Then everyone gathers around the table.
2: It's lovely. It's great. Okay.
1: It has been three years. And three years, the three years has gone for me like three weeks.
2: It's a surprise when anybody drops out of the sky into your life and to have that somebody be somebody that you so value is unexpected. If everybody would open their house to somebody who needed a family, I think that we could solve a lot of uh, problems in society and I think it enriches people in ways that are very hard to imagine until you do it.
1: This is what I call home now and these are my parents. They have helped me in the most difficult time of my life. When they get older, I want to take care of them.
0: These days, he's taking college classes and has a job.
1: Amen. The best gift that they gave to me was, was hope.
0: He went from death threats to losing his home to losing his parents and his siblings, to finding his way to the U.S. and finally finding a family. Now he knows he has a future here, a future that's safe, secure, and full of possibilities. You're listening to Kind World. I'm Erica Lance. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all the episodes or find us on Facebook and Twitter. I hope you'll share your story with me. Just email kindworld at wbur.org. Thanks for listening.